0: Welcome to the UIAAA connection podcast. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA connection podcast and to provide schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketing for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible and simple at your school. Thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAA Connection podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch-Hunter. Today, our guest from the NIAAA office in Indianapolis is Alex Ferguson, the Leadership Training Institute Manager. Welcome to the podcast, Alex.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Alex, let's have you start by sharing where you grew up, where you went to college, your first job, those type of things.
1: Um, I grew up in Albion, Michigan. So that's a, just a little town in Michigan. Um, and I went to Albion High School, graduated from there. Um, unfortunately, a couple years after I graduated, they closed the high school. There wasn't enough. They didn't have enough attendance. So it no longer exists, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um I went to college at Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, and what did you, my first job, that was my next question. Yeah. So my dad was the recreation director in Albion. So my first, first job in high school was a camp counselor for the summer camp there. That was really fun. Obviously was really close to my boss. <laughs> yeah um so that yeah that was my first official job uh then in college in addition to um being on the track team that counted as a job you know because I had a scholarship yeah I worked at Menards part-time so I would work there um the early morning shift so I'd open up on the register at like 5 a.m. And work Ooh. until like eight and then go to class because I practice in the evening. So that's mm-hmm. where I started um, in college. And then after I graduated, I just transferred to the Menards here in Indianapolis.
0: Okay. Now let's, I understand that your uh, father is a little bit of a famous athlete. Is that correct?
1: My grandfather is.
0: Grand, okay. His, so his
1: dad is, yes.
0: So share that um, with us.
1: My grandfather is Bob Ferguson. He played for Ohio State um, under Woody Hayes. So he was um, runner up for the Heisman to Ernie Davis. That's a cool fact. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, and I i mean, that's all I really know about him. By the time when I was growing up, he had had a stroke um, and was battling some um, health issues. So I never, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, I never got to really like know him, know him, but obviously the stories keep coming and I
0: meet people all the time that can tell me,
1: Oh, I remember him and tell me stories. So it's, it's fun to hear that kind of stuff.
0: That's awesome. Talk for a moment about maybe some of the youth sports that you participated in.
1: Yeah. Um, I, so growing up start, I started out really young in swimming. They, um, they used to refer to me as motorboat because <laughs> I mm. I used to kick a lot, um, and then from there it was soccer. You know, normal normal things growing up, just trying all the sports. Around middle school, I started doing softball, and I really didn't like softball. It was not my thing. Um, so my dad said, you know, you have to do something if you're going to finish this season, and then after that, you have to do something. You're not just going to sit home and do nothing. So. That's when he introduced me to um, throwing, shot put, and discus, uh, and from there, that was kind of my main thing. Swimming and throwing were my high school sports, um, and throwing took me to the college level, so I threw at Western Michigan University.
0: And obviously, that turned out good because they paid for your schooling, which is a yeah. great thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had a partial scholarship to Western. So yeah, that was really great. That was a great experience throwing. And yeah, at Western, I um, expanded the implements. So I started throwing hammer and weight. Mm
0: -hmm. Let me ask you kind of an off the wall question that has really nothing to do with it. You said that Western Michigan's in Kalamazoo. I've never been there, but the only the only place I'm familiar with in Kalamazoo, Michigan is from my umpiring days when I used to do fast mm-hmm. pitch softball back in the old days, a place called Bunker Car Wash in Kalamazoo. Is that, a, is that a famous place or is it just somebody with lots of money that sponsors a fast pitch team?
1: I actually have never heard of that.
0: Okay. Well, that answers <laughs> that question.
1: <laughs> I've never let's, heard of that.
0: Let's have you talk for a moment about uh, some of the mentors you had in your life. Obviously, maybe some of your or obviously your dad, your parents, mm-hmm. maybe some of your coaches, teachers, that type of a thing.
1: Yeah, I obviously my dad, he because he coached me in high school. He was my coach from sixth grade all the way till I graduated for throwing that. He was my main throws coach. Um, so yes, my dad was great. Um, he's obviously a mentor, him and my mom. <clears throat> but as far as teachers and coaches, I did have a um coach Jurasek, Mike Jurasek. He was a teacher and also he was a coach. So I ran cross country for a little bit. I think it was maybe one or two seasons. Um, and he was my coach for that. And he's just a all around, he was funny, caring. Um, he was just a great person and he always motivated you and encouraged you. He was really great. Uh, so that's one of my Mentors besides my parents, um, I also had my AAU coach, um, Coach Davis. He was also a really great coach and mentor. He um, he was he kept us in line. <laughs> he you know kept me going to AAU practice, and he was very much about the dedication and effort. So those I would say Jirsa and Coach Davis were my mentors growing up.
0: Excellent. So. <clears throat> Let's go back. You've graduated from Western Michigan. You transferred to Indianapolis in mm-hmm. a restaurant, same place you've worked for all these years. Hopefully, it's not the morning shift anymore. Hopefully, you've got some no. seniority. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's this job at the NIAAA. You, you decide to apply or share with our audience how that worked.
1: So I, well, I graduated from Western with a degree in exercise science. So I was always into the athletics. Um, and I had been working in addition to Menards, I was working as a personal trainer. So I was holding two jobs. And at that point I was just on the search for something in the athletic field. Um, and it's kind of crazy how this all happened. There's a little bit of a backstory. Um, Nellie and I were in life group together cause we went to the same church. So when I started this life group, I was kind of new here. I remember her like, introducing herself, we said, like, our names, and where we worked, and kind of things like that, and I remember her saying the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, and I was, like, what is
0: that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> this was before I knew anything about it. I was, like, that was a mouthful, like, where do you work, um, and she kind of explained it, and then it wasn't long after that that I found the job posting for the administrative assistant, and I was, like, hey, Nellie, like, isn't this where you work? Like, I'm pretty sure that's what you said, right? She's like, yeah, did you apply for the job there? And I was like, yeah. So um, that's kind of a joke now, like Nellie didn't really know me then. So she told okay. Michael Phil like, that she knew me and she was, a nice, I like, I'm a nice person and things like that, but like, she can't vouch for me for sure. She didn't really know me. <laughs> uh-huh. So I just, I found the listing on Indeed and it happened to be that I already knew Nellie.
0: And so um, my guess is there must have been a number of other applicants. And so what do you think set you apart and got you the job?
1: I don't know. I was, I have no idea. They must have just liked me. <laughs> I well, fit it. <laughs> that,
0: that's, that's easy to do. So let's take you back from when you first started at the NIAAA. And of course, you deal with athletic directors on a daily basis, mm-hmm. uh, either in person or mostly by phone. But since you started at the NIAAA, how do you see the job of athletic administration changing or different from when you first started?
1: Um, so, actually, when I first started, that was kind of what I was thinking about doing um, going from leaving personal training and going into the athletic administration field. So, I actually told Mike and Phil that in my interview. Like, I was looking at getting a master's degree, like, going for it. Um, then I started working here and the more I got into it and learned about it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a huge job. Like I, I knew what my AD did in high school. Like I saw him around, but you don't see all the behind the scenes stuff that I hear about now. There's, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. So for me, um, I don't know specifically what has changed for athletic administrators I'm sure COVID has changed a lot of things but oh yeah as far as my perspective I have my eyes have been opened to I mean how much athletic administrators do there's so much that goes into that job it's crazy
0: yeah and we only wish that uh, some of our superintendents and some of our principals actually understood how big that job is
1: it is. And when I hear about it, and you know, I work with a lot of the volunteers who, on top of doing the AD job, are now volunteering for the NIAAA, and mm-hmm. like state coordinators, I work with all of them, and that's just, it's, just, it's, a, it's a lot.
0: And, well, share, share some stories uh, from your time at the NIAAA, and let's specifically talk about uh, maybe one or two stories you have that uh, have happened with the state coordinators. I know you see them every um, September and that's that's a big uh that's a big thing so go ahead.
1: Yeah, so I have been working with them, you know, more closely for probably almost 2 years now, maybe a year and a half, 2 years. Mm-hmm. Um and I would say my first state coordinator summit was virtual. So I didn't really get to meet anybody or you know, that in-person you know relationship building but my second one was in person and that was a game changer I feel like I got to talk to everybody and and see everybody which then led to that conference that year and then you feel like you're actually getting to know people and I can um start pointing people out by name and and I know them and you get closer to them. Cause I remember Sharice Nelly would always, you know, know people at the conference. And I'm like, as the administrative assistant I just work with everybody. I don't really right. have a special area. Um, so, you know, people know my face and my name but I didn't really know anybody very well. So I, I've loved getting to know the state coordinators and actually like I can go up to people at the conference know their name, say, hey, how are you doing? What's new? And it's not just working with the whole membership, which was great, but I like to know people more individually. That's kind of cool to me. Um, but yeah, the state coordinators are great working with them. They they keep me busy for sure.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It's the, uh, you, you talk about that with the coordinators and others, but that's time and time again on, on this podcast, we've talked about the NIAAA family. And I, I think it's hard to describe to someone who actually isn't in that or or doesn't live that. Why don't you share some of your observations about the recent conference in Denver? And I think it was just I just think everyone was so much happier just because the Tampa conference, it was online and and that's virtual is just different than being in person. So share some of the things that uh, that struck you about that conference in Denver.
1: Um, well, first that whole family aspect of the NIAAA is, and I don't know if it's because a lot of us are in sports and it's the team like mentality, but it is something that, um, I don't know. It was unexpected. It is, it is like a family. There is, um, a standard that we will, you know, you do almost anything you can to help out. In this um, organization, there's so much I have your back or, you know, I'm ready to step in when when I'm needed. And maybe that's part of the profession where you guys are just normal, normally ready to step in when I'm needed. That's just part of it. But it definitely gives that family aspect. And that's something that I love about this job. Um, As far as the conference, it was great to be back. I was excited about the virtual just because it's new and we got to learn how to do something else. And I mean, that's what the whole world was doing at that point. So it was kind of like, right, let's see how we can make this great, but definitely being back in Denver was needed. Um, and it kind of puts it back into perspective, how much the in-person conference is needed. It's great. I know for us in the office to be able to um, see everybody, it's like renewing. They were like, this is why, we do what we do every day to see everybody here enjoying themselves and everybody coming up to you and saying hi. And it's not just, you know, phone calls and emails. It's like people genuinely care about each other. And you see that at the conference. It's, it's really great.
0: Let's, let's sidetrack for a moment and let's talk for a few months from now. That would be July 2nd, apparently a big day coming up in your life. Why don't you share that with us? Yes, uh
1: it it'll be, yes, it's a it's a little event in my life. I'm getting married on July 2nd. Um and you know, the whole office will be here. I've thought I've actually had thoughts. Like, is there a way? Because that's right before the board meeting.
0: All right. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> I'm like, is there a way to like stream this? Like I could stream it for the board. I could, what can we do to like involve them since they're literally going to be here like two days later um but yeah that it's i'm planning right now and i um i don't love planning the wedding i think that's my biggest thing if i could go back i would probably get a wedding planner i uh but i do love um putting we just stuffed invites two days ago and i sent them out yesterday Mm-hmm. So, I did love designing those and printing those and putting all of that together. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to get married. My bridal shower is in 10 days.
0: <laughs> ah.
1: So, that's exciting.
0: And where are you going to live uh, in Indianapolis? Close to the office, north, south? I mean,
1: we, me and my fiance actually bought a house last October, and we live about Five minutes north of Nellie. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're right outside. We're right outside of Indianapolis. We're in McCordsville. So I think it's probably like a twenty-five minute drive to work. And we're so actually fun fact, getting married at Nellie's house.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Now, does your fiance understand that uh, if there's any kind of uh, disagreement that you've got close to 14,000 people that got your back and that <laughs> they have to answer to uh, to uh, an angry mob. Right. There's a frown came, on your face.
1: He came to the conference this year in Denver or last year in Denver. Yeah. And that was his first one. So, you know, I've, I've come home and told him about it, but he'd never seen it in action so he came a couple a couple days just to see like what it's like and I think he came during a transition one time and he and so we got to see all the people out and moving and people coming up and Alex you know whatever hi how are you doing can you help me with this and he's like I did not realize
0: he had no idea you were that famous (laughs) (laughs)
1: he's like I didn't know there's this many people that like knew you and he's like I knew it was a national organization but I guess he didn't he didn't know that that was what was happening at the conference so it was kind of cool to have him see that and understand so I know I know that he probably understands now that there will be an angry mob of 14,000 people if he upsets me
0: (laughs) (laughs) he is you can you can tell him from me who and I'm not sure I had the chance to meet him but I do have that 36 inch Dale Murphy autograph bat in my garage (laughs) that uh, that, uh, I introduced to both of my son-in-laws before they married my two daughters and so he is he's he's got to understand that they may be coming so thanks for sharing that let's talk for a minute about the challenge that you have working with well, close to 14,000 members. And there's the state associations and then all the leadership training that goes along. I know we recently had our Utah conference, and I think we had uh, over 70 take LTI courses. And of course, of those 70, there was quite a few of them that took uh, two courses. And of course, you worked closely with Jamie, who's our lead coordinator here in Utah. But talk to our audience about that and about the leadership training program for those who don't quite understand it the way you and I do?
1: So I, that is probably one of the biggest, you know, you mentioned challenges. That's one of my biggest challenges is trying to get the information out there and get it out in a way that is easily accessible and everybody understands it and um, can get their hands on it because we have things online, we have our professional development academy handbook, and there are people who love online and there are people who love, you know, something physical in their hands to, to, you know, um, learn more about the program. So that's one of my um, biggest challenges that I'm trying to overcome is how do I get that information out there, you know, via, I know for webinars, we do a lot on social media. I try to get that out. and looking at the website and seeing what we can improve there and just getting the information out there is probably one of my biggest things for state coordinators for members um anybody taking courses courses, it's the whole thing that that is one of my things that I work on the most probably um but about leadership training um and leadership training institute in general I think I mean it's one of the best parts about the NIAAA you can I've sat in I haven't sat on all the courses yet <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get there but I have sat in on um, several courses and the more that I sit in on them I'm like that there are things that I learned that I'm like this is crazy I can't even some of I've sat on on some of the legal courses yeah. <laughs> so some of those you're like this is just crazy and I know that just learning how to deal with those situations and, um, learning from the teachers like Peg Pennepacker and Art Ballard and, um, Mm -hmm. Lannis Robinson, you're, you're learning from some of the best. So it's, I don't think people understand sometimes that the teachers that we get for these classes aren't just, um, you know, a random person we pulled off the street to come teach you. It's like, these are people who are veterans who know what they're talking about and can really guide you. Um, So I hope people know that when they take the courses that you're really getting some good information and it's well worth your time to do it.
0: Well, thank you. I'm going to give you credit for this. I assume that it was you. I've noticed in this last batch of uh, leadership training courses we had in uh, St. George at our conference here a couple of weeks ago that they've, they've gone to the, for the evaluation, there's a QR code there. And mm-hmm. I, I, all my people just loved it. You just scanned it and it took you right to it because obviously we had the slide with the directions on it, but the QR code seems to be where it's at. I'm, I'm giving yes. you credit for that. I assume you did that.
1: Yes. Yes. I did create that. However, there was a suggestion from Jim Wright somewhere in there.
0: <laughs> ah, well. And so my other question is, cause I talked to the bad moon rising, of action yes. right before the conference. And I said, is there a QR code for the professional development handbook rather than just the link? And so mm-hmm. my guess is he may, that he, he may be talking to you about that. Who knows? Yes, that's
1: actually a really good idea. We could add that right in on that slide. So there's two QR codes you can learn about it all.
0: Well, and this, so the, the idea is we could just, uh, because we decided normally we order some and stick them in our registration packets mm-hmm. for everyone. This year, we just put it in our presentation that Rich and Jamie and I did and said, here's the link to it for anybody that wants it. But we were thinking, boy, if we just had a QR code, boy, they could just get their phone scanning to be right to it. So
1: that's actually a really great idea. That would save on shipping lots of boxes.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So speaking of new ideas and best practices you can share, what are some of the other? New ideas or best practices that have been in the office, uh, you know, in the last six months or a year that uh, that are changing, because obviously, as everyone knows, we're going through another change in leadership. Mike will be stepping down here
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in less than a year, probably six, seven months from now. And uh, and and feel rising, obviously, will take over. And then, of course, they'll be hiring a new assistant. So anyway, share some share some ideas and best practices that would be great for everybody in Utah and across the country.
1: Um, I would say ideas and best practices. One of my biggest things that I tell state coordinators is please remember that we are here to help you. That's, that is our job. That's my job to be here to assist you and help you. And I hope members know that too. Um, because I think sometimes you just need to talk to somebody <laughs> and, and talk through how do I do this? What do I What's next what um what do I need to do in order to get here and I want to accomplish this? Call us, we can talk you through it. we can help you. we can give you resources. we can connect you with somebody you need to be connected with. Um, just the other day, I had somebody they were create i think they were creating a handbook and they were doing something about Title nine um mm-hmm. And I connected them with PEG. So sometimes, I mean, we have all the resources online and it's great to use those and any paper resources we give out, it's great to use those. But Sometimes you just gotta call and and talk to us. We're, we're happy to help and we're happy to connect you with whoever we know that can help you get to where you need to get to if we can't get you there. Um, so that's that's a good practice is just calling us. We're here to talk to you. Um, and also, uh, I guess I would say, make sure you use your resources as well. Reach out to your state, um, your state association, and get to know those people. Get involved um, because that can take you places. And um, you know, use our resources. Our website has great resources and everything like that. So those would be my my best practices for people.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. Let me ask you this, Alex. <clears throat> what's the favorite part of your job today and is it different than the favorite part of your job when you first started, uh, years ago in the first couple of months, or is it the same?
1: Um, I would say the favorite I could rank, I may not rank, but I have probably a top three. So (laughs) the conference is one of my favorite parts about this job. Seeing everything come to fruition is like really cool. Um, The people that I work with in the office and around the country, um, that's also a favorite part of my job. I think just like you said earlier, that family aspect is just, it's there and you can feel it. So feeling that in the office and with the people that we work with everywhere is really, really great. I love that. Um, And so I guess that was my two and three was working with the people around the world, actually in the nation. And the people in the office, it's those are my favorite parts about the job.
0: Perfect. Thank you for sharing. Let's finish with a couple of questions. The first one being if you had advice for a new AD, someone who's been in the job just a couple of years, maybe as much as three or four, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: your advice to them would be two things that you absolutely need to do in order to be a success as an athletic administrator, a new one. What would those two suggestions be?
1: get a mentor you need somebody who can support you guide you um let you know like you're not the only one because I know that job is difficult um so get a mentor reach out to your state association reach out to the NIAAA somebody can connect you with someone who can walk by you and guide you through that um My second piece of advice would obviously be to take leadership training courses (laughs) because through that you meet people. I mean, other than online, you take that by yourself. But if you're taking a leadership training course, you're bound to meet somebody who can help you or um, back to mentoring, somebody that can mentor you and just people to know that you're not alone. I know that that job is hard and you've got to have a community to stand by you and walk with you through through all of those challenges
0: great advice I can remember the first one I took way back in the late 90s and Mm -hmm. people that I met in that course are still friends of mine across the U.S. so that's that's truer than uh, than everybody knows let's finish up with this question Alex what question should I have asked you that I failed to ask you
1: I can't think of one I can't think of a question I think you you covered most of the bases.
0: Okay, that wraps it up then for another edition of the UI AAA Connection. Once again, our guest today has been Alex Ferguson, the Leadership Training Institute Manager at the NIAAA office. Thank you so much for being here today, Alex.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: For our listeners, we hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the UI AAA Connection.